Why right. did you go and get married? Society yeah. will pressure you, but don't let society pressure you to do anything you are not ready for. Once you are ready for it, jump into it, enjoy, just have fun with it. If it's a serious relationship, make sure you keep it serious and stop using people. People should stop using people right. because these are some of the reasons why you would damage someone's heart and someone's mind about ever getting into a relationship. Once you want to be with someone, be with them for who they are and be sincere about this. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming, seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming, I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. Welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today, I'm joined with my cousin and my friend, one in Ghana and one in Gambia. And we haven't figured out this topic, but since season two is all about relationships, so they are both single and we're going to talk about single life. So we'll figure out what the topic is at the end of the podcast. So right now, I'd like them to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Andy and I am from the Gambia. <laughs> Great. My name is Michael and I'm from Ghana. Naki is my cousin that is yes. <laughs> so we normally call yeah. Michael Pajo. So I'm so used to calling him Pajo. Sorry. <laughs> so if you hear me saying Pajo, just know that I'm referring to him. Yeah. And he's my cousin on my mom's side. Andy is my friend from high school. We went to school together. So how is life as a single guy? I think it's fun. It's a time of discovery for me. At least for the past five years, I've come to know some of the things I like about myself more. I've had the opportunity to explore different kinds of relationships. And when I talk about relationships, it's not just male-female, but all forms of relationship, friends, family. And I think that the discovery part of it and the opportunity a single life offers to you is that it gives you the opportunity to see things in your own perspective. It's difficult when you are always surrounded by people. When I say that, there's nothing wrong with being surrounded by people, but that's also another perspective of who you are. And at times you find yourself consistently being bombarded with ideas, thought patterns, family, friends. But I think that's the fun thing about being single for me, that you can discover yourself in your own way, know what you like, what you don't like. That's really very important. I agree with you. You kind of like discover who you are and get to know who you are 
and things that you like and don't like. I think that's pretty much amazing. And most people are yet to know that. Andy, what about you? Well, for me, it's okay. I could say it's a so-so type of thing because you get to a certain age and then you still tell people, oh, no, I'm single. And they look at you and sometimes they think you just by looking at you like you have a big problem. Like, how can you be single? They ask you that question every single time. How can you be single? You've got this, you've got that. Why are you single? Sometimes people tend to forget that it's deeper than just that, you know. I mean, you could have chosen to be dating or just be with different people. Let's say I be with different girls every two months, three months, and just be with another person. But I think for me, living as a single man right now, it's uh, I'll have to just agree with Pajo with that. It's, it gives you a chance to discover who you really are. And also sometimes you get to say, oh, well, I guess this was the problem why I couldn't stay in a very long relationship with this person or that person or blah, blah, blah. So you get to know some of your pros and your cons or what works for you what doesn't work for you maybe there's a, there was a particular project you wanted to concentrate on and then now you have time you know you have ample time on your hands to do those things uh, don't get me wrong i'm not saying if you're in a relationship you can't do all those things but sometimes you know you always have to factor someone else in and not everyone really has that time you know let me just take you back a bit let me just give you an example i used to be with this girl okay i was not cheating on her or anything but then i was concentrating on something i wanted to start so because I was giving my time and attention to that particular project and because I was attending several meetings, meeting people here and there, she just thought that there was someone else in the picture. So even if I'm <laughs> telling her the truth, that, no, 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 this is, what I, this is what I'm doing, she wouldn't understand. It would just be fights upon fights. So at some point I said to myself, you know what, I think I just let her go. And <laughs> so I let her go and I wouldn't concentrate on the, on, the, on the thing that I was doing. But in this 21st century year, 2020, up to now, I mean, living as a single guy to me it's cool but then i am guessing maybe it has become too cool for me that i'm even thinking do i even really want to be with someone else again because you know when you know you can cook some things for yourself i'm not saying i'm a very good cook but i, I can survive you can cook some of these things first so you can clean you can do these things and then you're thinking do i really need someone else no i can just be alone and because of past experiences, that's been the reason why I decided to be, you know, stay single for a while. So what I did was, the very beginning was really hurtful. It was hurting me a lot. Mm. So what I did was, Joyce and Don't Laugh, I decided to join a lot of extracurricular activities. <laughs> I mean, I was in church Monday to Sunday. <laughs> Monday, we had a church's uh, prayer meeting. I was there. Tuesday, we had senior choir practice. I was there. Wednesday, we had youth meeting. Thursday, senior choir practice. Friday, wow. junior choir practice, which I was choir master. Saturday, wow. I had to provide Sunday school for the rehearsals. And on Sunday morning, we've got church in the morning. And Sunday evening, we've got youth meeting, which also was like a fellowship sort of. So you realize I was in church like every day. And I had so many other things outside church as well. So I didn't really have time to think or anything. So once I'm done and I'm home, I'm eating, taking a shower, and I'm going to bed. I try to watch a movie, but then I sleep off <laughs> at some point, And then I wake up the following day, and it's the same routine. So... I, I'm guessing some of these things has taken a toll on me. But of course, I'm not going to be single forever. I've given myself like a little time frame to say, you know what, once you get to this particular age, you're definitely you know, going to meet someone. But for now, I think I'm really enjoying it. It comes to some peace of mind that I'm really feeling. I was not feeling this before, but right now, I, ooh, I'm having fun with it. I like that part, peace of mind, because I can't believe that. I mean, I guess it's something back home people do, or even here, people do that just to keep themselves busy and try to like take their mind off certain things. But sometimes just being alone and not doing too much, 
helps you process things because one of the podcasts I had with the kids, the young people, one of them was like, just being alone, she realized that, not that she was lonely, but just being alone helped her discover herself, just like Pajo was saying, helped her know more about herself. So if you keep yourself busy, I don't know, please, I'm a pastor's child, and my cousin is a pastor's son too, but <laughs> I am not for church every day. <laughs> there needs to be a line. Like, we need to draw. Or putting yourself into so many activities. Some people is not church. Some people, it's just different activities, making sure that they are busy, busy. I used to do that, but I just realized that mm, it's not good for you. Like you need to take time out and just have time on your own and listen to your own thoughts and speak to yourself or plan your life and know how to move on in life or else you just be busy, 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 get into a relationship and you're so busy and you don't even know how to have time for that person. I think... Um, that's one of the things the new generation is losing. I think that there are a lot of people who are rushing in and out of relationships with the idea that when you are living a single life, it's difficult. Honesty, it has its disadvantages. Um, but I think that the young generation is rushing into a lot of these relationships in and out, and they are losing that part of the discovery we are talking about. And I think that it was just a, a thought that I wanted us to draw yeah, yeah, Pajo, I strongly agree with you when it comes to that, because you realize that just yesterday, I was out with some people, you know, we were just discussing, having, you know, just chit-chatting, and then this topic came up, oh, why are you still single? People tend to look at you like, oh, I mean, you should do this, you should, you should be in a relationship. I'm telling them, what if I'm not ready for that? And like, how can you not be ready for a relationship? At this age, you should be. But it's not like that. That is the reason why there are so many divorce. The divorce rate in this world is so high up there. Sometimes you don't even know the person that you're with, right. you know. And people have people people have just normalized the fact that once you're of age, you should just be in a relationship, no matter what. You should be in a relationship. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like that. This is not an excuse coming from me, but it's something people should really look into. And I'm sure once they look into that, they will save a lot of uh, relationships in the near future, especially when it comes to marriage. I think it's something they've learned from like young people talking about that, like people that into or saying things such as, oh, we are of age to get married. I think it's something that has been ingrained in the in our community, especially the black community, that at this age you should be married. And so from our parents to friends and families, like when you reach that certain age, they can't, it's like, oh, you have to get married. Oh, you have to get married. I didn't get that pressure from my parents, but do you guys have that pressure from your parents? Um, uh, no, not really. <laughs> but they were hints here and there. I want to see my grandchildren, you know. But then, yeah, not really. <laughs> but you get pressured from your uncles and your aunts. But from my parents, no, it was never a pressure. But my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, some of my friends, ooh, it's always a pressure. Yeah. You know, like in Gambia and Wolof, they always ask you, can I say, which means, uh, when are you getting yeah. married? Can I say, can I say, and you're like, oh, Lord. I will when the time is right. They're like, since I knew you, you were waiting for the time. Uh, so it's like that. It's like that. It's like that. I never had that. But contrary to what we are saying, I wish I had. And let me explain really? myself. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'll explain myself. You see, I'm a very reserved person. I do church, but I don't spend Monday to Friday in church. Mm. Actually, it will be very disturbing for me because I can read Monday to Friday and be okay. And oh. one of the things that going to the university, I wish I had done more was to maybe date some good people. Not necessarily jumping from one relationship to the other, but I think that if I had had that push, it would have 
maybe opening me up better to new relationships with new ideas. And I agree with you. My parents were we never discussed about so I going to be somebody. There was never that idea. There was never that pressure for me. I think that there are people who genuinely need to get out of the shell and explore new ideas. Personally for me, I always thought that I was never ready when I was in the university. But Pajo, I think that's your personality. So because that's who you are, I don't think you need that pressure from anyone. It's just who you are. And probably you just need to take that step of faith and just say, hey, let me just see someone that you like and then just ask the person out. But that's your personality. You don't need to be pressured to be in a relationship. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm also saying that there are a lot of parents are not totally interested in the status of their wards. And it's, it's just unconscious. I think that they are things they need to talk to their wards about and try to find out what it is they are thinking, try to find out what they are planning. That can be an encouragement. You see, yeah. it's not everybody who may be outgoing enough to say that, I don't care. I'm going to use school. I'm fine. Now I'm ready to do it. You understand? But there are people also who actually need a little push from family to help them get into good relationships. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I get your point now. And I'm just citing an example. There's a lady I know who is getting to about 35 and she's comfortable living alone because she was raised like that. And she's been, she's been used to her, her own stuff, her own things. So she comes, she goes to work, she contests with her work, she comes, wants to take her book, she reads, and she's happy. <laughs> well, I don't have any problem with it, but I think that there are some little encouragement could have gotten her, could have also exposed her to another side of life. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Of recent, and maybe it has to do with age as well. Maybe right now I'm thinking, oh, also, I don't want to get into any type of relationship because I know if I want to get into a relationship tomorrow, I can get into a relationship tomorrow. It's that easy for me. No bragging, but I can't get into one. But at this age, I am guessing anything I'm doing now is should be geared towards marriage. Yeah. Right. And I also realize that because of my line of work, you realize that a lot of girls want to come close to you. Because of certain things, oh, I want people to know that I'm the one dating Andy or we dated for, for a while. You know, I think people just use this as prestige these days. And it's, it's to me, it's nothing, but that's what people are just trying to do. They want to get close to you, to get close to some other people, to get access to go to certain events, to get access to go to another place, to be able to see around with you. So that's what a lot of people are doing these days. Yeah. And also, <laughs> there's another part, because you're on TV and into entertainment, they will say, once you see any serious one that you want to really ask her, they will tell you, hey, you TV people. No, 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 it's not possible. You have all these girls in your DMs and they're all over you. So there's no way I'm going to say yes to it. I think you've been dating six girls. So you see, it has a like, <laughs> it's, it's always like that. So in as much as sometimes you are suffering, you also try out your best to ask out someone and the person has branded you like, hey, entertainment TV people. No, 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 no. I, there's no way I can so you see, but then let me tell you something. The thing I said about being in church from Monday to Sunday was some time ago when I just tried to be single. Then I tried coming back into dating and, you know, trying to do blah, blah, blah. But then also another factor that also stopped me and that really is affecting me now was, you know, we live in Gambia and, you know, the, the larger side of population, they are Muslims and I am Christian. Uh, no offense to any religion. I respect every religion. 
But then what happens to me is I do not want to convert into a different religion mm. just to get married to someone. Yeah. I said earlier on, if I'm going to be in any relationship, it's geared towards marriage because I'm at that stage now. But now you realize that, yes, you get close to someone. You guys are talking about marriage and here and there. And uncles and families, family members will come to you and say, oh, our daughter is Muslim. We can't allow you to marry her, blah, blah, blah. You have to convert. And if you don't agree, well, they tend to cut the whole thing off. Mm. So I think sometimes to do the location and the place you find yourself also is a big factor. I am really sure if I was maybe in a more Christian-dominated area, I'm still probably by now I've been in a relationship, probably married with 17 children. Kids. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me just go to the next question. Probably we'll probably come back to that. I was just listening to this okay. pastor preach today on relational intelligence. And he was talking about Proverbs 18.22. Let me just open to that scripture. It says that he that finded a wife finded a good thing and obtained favor from the good Lord. Thing. So yeah. Good thing. Yeah. And he goes that many people have gotten that section wrong. And I feel like I have gotten that wrong too, because the Bible says he that finded a wife, most people feel like, oh, the man is supposed to go after the woman. It should be, but he went on to explain Ruth and Boaz's story, how Naomi was preparing Ruth for Boaz and had to tell Ruth where to go, what to do, where to meet this guy, go to the field, do this. Oh, when you get to the field, wait until he's eating and he's filled up and go sit at his feet. He was like, sometimes you need to like take a step as a lady <laughs> and go <laughs> just shoot your shot, you know, just try and not like, oh, I want to date you or I want to get married or anything, but like, you know, let this guy know that you want to be with them or like you kind of like them or something like that. Because he's like, the reason why a lot of men do not ask women out is because of uh -huh. rejection. And a lot of them have been rejected. Uh -huh. And so they are afraid to take that step again to ask somebody out because like Andy, you were saying earlier, they've already branded you. <laughs> You know, so That's the thing. it's like, yeah. why am I even going to even ask this person out again? Like, it's going to be difficult. So my question is, would you want a lady to come and ask you out? I mean, Joyce, don't be get me wrong. I have a lot of ladies on my social media handles just trying to shoot their shot, you know, no bragging. But that's what you're doing. I think people have come to terms with that. Mm. In the 21st century now, they just basically ask you, oh, I'm single and I think, you know, we're compatible. I see that you're doing this and that and that and that. Can we be friends? Can we get to do this A, B, C, and D? And was there still majority out there that will still be like, oh, God forbid. No, I'm not doing it. If you cannot notice me, then I'm just going to stay, you know, single. Then they wait till they're almost 40 and they start going, oh, Lord, yes, this, that, that, that. But it's not supposed to be like that. I think it's vice versa. You want something, you love something, go for it. You understand? And that's just it. Just you letting the boy know that, oh, I'm interested in you. Sometimes he is looking in the wrong direction. But because right. you said that, now he might start looking at you in a different way and say, hey, you know what? I was looking at the wrong place all along. I'm really glad you sent me that message. Thank you so much. And then you can kick off from there. You never know. And there are so many testimonies these days on Twitter, social media, basically, of people just saying oh this was what happened like before and now you know yeah, how, how it started how it's going yeah. <laughs> and yeah so i look at these things i'm like wow and i'm very glad to, to say a lot of gambian girls are also taking advantage of these things if not a lot of us will remain single for real for real for real that's so true <laughs> what you have. Mm. i totally agree with andy i think that here we must look at the culture thing because when you go in ghana for instance if you go to the north there's still a lot of conservatism and and you hardly find a woman doing any advance towards a man. It's always the man making an advance.
woman's shoulders, the woman, and it's downright shameful to say that the woman is approaching the man to say, I like you. I think that because of how open the world has become technology, we are interacting more with one another now. I think people are getting to know that it's okay to speak your mind, say, I want this and all that. But I think that generally women have a tendency to not say, I like you or I love you. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't take that for granted. And I think that uh, maybe that's part of how God made women. But I think that it's important for Christian women to realize that the world is moving fast. If you see something, you want it express your interest you don't need to say definitely that i like you or i love you but let do something let your actions show that you are really interested in the person and i think that those things will go a long way to draw some of the young men's attention back to you i think that one of the fears also that the women have always had is that when you become you put yourself out there the likelihood that the man may take you for granted but i think they exploit you but i think that you should be firm in your mind and know that this is what i want if the person is going in a particular way that you think will not help you please be firm in your mind and insist that I really like you, but I don't think that this is the way we should go. And I think that women should learn that and know that it's important that though you are telling the man that you like him or you are showing in a way that you like the man, the man should not think that it's a free-for-all affair, you understand? So I, I think that's mine. That I agree with you. And I'm smiling because I remember the story when I was in seventh grade, my first boyfriend... <laughs> <laughs> interesting. It's an interesting story. <laughs> Juicy gist. <laughs> my first boyfriend, oh my God. I wrote him a letter. I was the one that asked him out. And wow. uh. I wrote a letter, had this all these checkpoints, like, do you like me? Don't you like me? All those questions. And you have to take yes or no. <laughs> uh-huh. And we ended up dating, but it didn't last because my parents found out and it ended. <laughs> My dad was all over the place. Oh, yeah. oh my God, you oh, can't be yeah. this kind of relationship. Da, 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 da. If, yeah, it's seventh grade. How could you? What are you thinking about in seventh grade? <laughs> <laughs> but I bring that out to say no. I tried that. And because it didn't work out, I never asked anyone out again because I'm like, okay, because of the way it just went with my parents, it's like, okay, I think that a man is supposed to pursue me. So that's how. I always thought that even if I had anyone in mind, I would never, <laughs> I don't even think I would even try and make you think that I like you. I would just be, they, I mean, in my own little corner, I just think about the person and that's it. And just pray like, okay, God, whatever, you know. But I, <laughs> of rejection, well, not rejection, but I feel like some women also feel like they'll be rejected. And like Pajo has said, they'll feel exploited or they'll be taken for granted. That's why some of the women don't ask. And culture as well has affected a lot of people, especially in the Black community. Culture has affected them because look at it in the North, a woman would not even go and ask a guy out. And can we say it's because of exposure, lack of exposure, that's why women don't ask? Yes, that's just it. Anyway, do you think a woman should ask? Yes, from my end, yes, a woman should be able to ask out a man if they really, really want to be with them. I mean, it's better to know than just staying there. Because you know what happens, Joyce? Sometimes you like a guy. You are there, the guy is going out around, you know, just there. He doesn't know. He has no idea you like him. Then there's another girl that comes around and then she shows interest in the guy and makes sure that the guy knows she really, really, really likes him. 
Of course, the guy will give attention to the other woman. Then the other, the first one that was there before will get angry. And, you know, that's where all these little, little things start happening. But then the other one made it clear. The other one just kept it in their heart, thinking that men can read minds. We can't. Sometimes it even helps us. Oh, that is really laughing at me. laughing because I'm like, this person comes and asks you, this other person that did not ask you, okay, the person that came to ask, what if it doesn't work out? Uh-huh. The person that came to ask, then we know Sorry. it's fine. Then we know it's fine. In this world, I just believe in two things. It's either a yes or a no. I don't believe in maybes. Anyone that's really close to Andy knows I don't believe in the word maybe. I believe in yes and no. That's it. But this I- girl asks you out, probably not work out. Maybe she's not the one. It could so. probably not work out. Then she's okay. She already knows it will not work out. So she can look for another person. But okay. you that's just sitting down there, keeping quiet, not showing me a thing, and I don't know, you're going to be there thinking for like 10 years. You don't know. But this one, I just came to <laughs> ask, and she already knows the answer. She'll just move on. And I, I think that's a lesson to them. For me, I had real interest in somebody. And mm-hmm. this coming from not for even a lady. And I couldn't tell her because I thought she was dating somebody. And I thought that, it will be an interruption. So there's a communication gap. You like her, you can't tell her. And she's dating somebody. For all you know, she may not even like the guy that much. Mm. You, know? mm. you won't touch her relationship because you feel he's in a relationship. And I think that it's the same for women. You should put yourself out there small. I'm not totally, but let the guy also know that you're also around. That's what I feel. Okay. I get you guys' point now. I think there should have been another lady here so that... <laughs> We can argue things out, but <laughs> I get your point, especially in this 21st century, you need to like put yourself out there and let the person know that and stop hiding. Like just try a little, you know, and if you as a guy is not interested, just let the person know, I'm really sorry. And I think for both parties, whether a male or female, we should come to a point whereby even if someone says no, we shouldn't see that as them rejecting you or we shouldn't see that as you are not good enough as a man or as a woman, that like you are not good enough or whatever. But at the right time, whoever is right for you will come because sometimes you rush into all these relationships and be like, oh, it's time to get married. And you just get into relationships without even knowing what you want or whatever you want in the relationship or you don't even have a plan for your future you're just going and whoever you are we probably doesn't have a plan and both of you are it's like blindly leading the blind and you don't know where you're going at the end of the day we have all these divorces going up here and there and it's like okay what happened and some people don't go back to check or even before our marriage when they break up from relationships some people don't go back and analyze themselves and see where they went wrong all they know is that oh this person did something wrong to me uh that person cheated on me or it just didn't work out. They just don't go and ask questions and see what they actually want or see where they went wrong so that they can correct themselves and prepare themselves to be for whoever they want to be. Also, Proverbs 1822 says he defined a wife. He didn't say he defined a woman. <laughs> so as a woman, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to be prepared for wherever. You know, when we read about the Proverbs 31 woman, it talks about her rising early in the morning and making ends meet for the family, going out there to, you know, be a blessing or sell whatever she had to sell, make money and bring it back home. So some people want to be housewives. I don't know how those people feel like when they're in their thought process, but I don't feel like I can be a housewife. I need to be working all the time or, I mean, doing some sort of thing. But yeah, this purpose that the wrong one is working hard to make ends meet for the family as well. And the Bible says that her children called her blessed. 
when she goes out into the city, the Bible says that the people say that this is the wife of this person's husband and they are praising the husband too. So not just the woman. So as a woman, you should be prepared to be a wife. Like you should be a wife. So not that you are married to be a wife, but you are prepared in a certain way to be with somebody. I think that when the women are putting themselves out there, they should communicate clearly because every guy wants to have fun. Right. Yeah, every guy wants to have fun. That's true. If he's a serious-minded man and you think that this is where you want to go, let him know. Try and find out what you also think. I think that for me, I've had that experience before where the woman likes you and she doesn't even know how to put it in words. And you also don't even know how to also put it in words. It's better that you really like it. And we are trying to work it out. But at the same time, then it, it goes on, it goes on. Then ultimately, when you communicate better, you realize that, ah, what are we actually doing? This is something that is a hindrance to us. And mm. we with it means that we can't do yeah. better. That's true. Yeah. It's vice versa. The girl that's doing the asking out, that she needs to communicate clearly. If the guy that's asking out the girl, he needs to communicate clearly. Both parties need to make sure that they bring all their cards on the table and serve each other right. If not, hmm, disaster. Right. Problem, problem, upon problems. So what do you guys look for? Like, <laughs> I don't know personally, but generally, I don't know what I'd say, ask this question for generally or just personally for you guys. But what do you guys look for in a woman? Maybe I should ask personally, what do you guys look for in whoever you want to date? If you want to date. I mean, for me, if number one, and that's the top of the list, you've got to be God-fearing, you know? You've got to have a religion. You've got to be God-fearing. Number two, you should be understanding. <laughs> and know that, you know, just be understanding. And number three, I want you to be very open with me to say, if something is bothering you or you're not sure about something, ask me. Like, let me be your first point of contact. Don't even be as ugly as sin. Ask me. I'll always give you the right answer. Then... If it's bad or wrong, if it's bad or something good, you find out on the spot. If it's wrong, I'll apologize there for on the spot. And then we can move on. But you just can't be there having mental images and then you're not talking to me about it. I can't read your mind. So then we'll have problems. So you've got to be really, you know, you've, you've got to be able to ask me certain things. And I think, yeah, you must be able to accommodate people too. Because in my line of work, I meet a lot of people. So you can't be saying, oh, you're always with this person. Eh. Anytime we are out here, someone will say hi to you. And it's like, no, once you, once you have a problem with that, then we can't really be together. Because I'm not saying I'm not going to have your time, but then it comes with a job. You're on 24 hours customer service. You know, you've got to be <laughs> right. nice to people all the time, all the time. That's why you see a lot of, I'm not really putting myself as this thing, but you see a lot of people will say, oh, most of these people on TV or, you know, into these things, these celebrities, they're always depressed. And it's true. Because they can't even go out. They can't even live their lives. It's right. because of how they really carry themselves. So you have a burden and then you have a woman that you know you can always come back to and say, hey, this is one person I want to share the, whole, my, the rest of my life with. And she's also stressing you out. You go crazy. So for yeah. me, it's just the basic things. Any other thing can fall in place. But these main things, once you believe in God, I guess every other thing will fall in place. You believe in God, you're accommodating. You should learn to trust me and communicate 
communicate with me, ask me questions. No matter how bad they are, ask me. I want to be the one to answer your question. Don't go to my brother. Don't go to your cousin. Don't go to your friend. <laughs> ask me. I'm the subject. Ask the subject. You have every right to ask me anything that you really want to know. And to me, that's just it. I'm really that simple. I mean, yeah, that's it. Communication is very key in every relationship. It's not even just a guy and a boy or, I mean, a guy and a girl kind of relationship or a guy and a guy or a girl and a girl relationship or friendship, business-wise. Communication is very important in everything. In your line of work or whatever work you're doing, communication is very, very key. So even in your relationship, one needs to be able to communicate. If there's communication lacking, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Padre, what do you have to say? Let me just give you a fun fact. This girl I dated, yeah? So if we are together, she's the happiest person. Like, I see her eyes glow. We are excited. We are talking. We are laughing. Then we, we decide to hang out, you know, somewhere else. And once we are there, and there's another girl that comes, hey, Andy, long time no see. Hey, hey. That's just it for her. Like, the whole night is ruined. <laughs> what happened was, anytime we are going out, now I am scared. Because I'm saying, even if a guy says hi to me, or a girl says hi to me, and aunt wakes up from across, then she just goes straight down to Moody. That's how she works. <laughs> I really loved her. I liked her, but then it will not change a thing. Once someone just comes close to me or says, hey, hey, Andy, you and this person, how are you guys doing, blah, blah, blah. Or she will answer. And she'll be like, yeah, we are fine. Sometimes she won't even answer them, you know? And I feel bad for them because they're like, oh, I'm talking to her. And she, then she'll just give them one word. I'm, I'm fine, or I'm fine, or just fine, you know? <laughs> then when they leave, I ask her, what's wrong with you? Like, what's going on? Hey, you don't have my time. So I just, I'm like, you are the one winning. You're the one with me right now. You guys have gone to Mars or space. <laughs> Or, or so, when, uh, maybe you know. No one will, will see you guys. Exactly. So I can hide away. Really a burden. It was really bad. So anytime she says, "Oh, I want to hang out," I don't really want to. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, exactly. So I would just say, "Oh, yeah." But in my heart, I'm like, "Oh God, not again!" Because for the past week, we've been excited, we've been happy. Now we're gonna go out. Someone is just gonna come say hi to me, and then that's just it. And you know how other girls can be? They'll see you with her. And they also want to just be, you know, friend. Hey, Andy, a long time. Hey, I call you, don't answer now. What's wrong with you? You know, all those things are there. Now she's just thinking, oh, huh, you're cheating. You're the, oh, Lord, have mercy. So you can't really be with someone like that. You've got to be accommodating. Know that, oh, well, this person, this is the person's job. But then if I am going to be in a relationship with this person, I'm going to be stay in marriage with this person. Mm -hmm. Then I've got to be able to accept all these things. and know that I'm the one in a relationship with this gentleman. I'm the one in a relationship with this fine guy. But then if he knows all these people and these are the things that will be coming around, then I'm ready to take care of all these things. And if I'm not sure about something as his girlfriend or as his wife, then I'll ask him. Right. And believe me, if you ask me, I will tell you the truth. Then we can just bury everything there and move on. Yeah. I am one person. Yes, I may be jovial. I may be jumping all over this place. I, sometimes I look like I can express myself very well. But then you see, I don't like little problems. They get to me a lot. They make me think and think. I just want simple things in life. There's a problem. We talk about it. We are done with it. We are moving on. I mean, even in 20 years, don't mm -hmm. come back to that problem because we dealt with it. <laughs> but once you start coming back, you start nagging, then, oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lord. You know how women can go back, <laughs> back to the sanctuary and bring... Into the, archives. <laughs> into the archives, right? And bring everything out. I mean, you saying that just reminds me of my dad. Like, we could go out with my dad and mm -hmm. everybody's like, hey, pastor, 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 pastor. I'm like, but like, we just got used to it because it's like, he knows everybody. Mm -hmm. So we just have to manage mm -hmm. with that. Like, just do and just go. At the end of the day, he's with you. You know, that's the most important thing. Exactly. That's the most important thing. Exactly. Yeah. 
Sajo, what are you looking for in a woman? It's a, it's a, it's a very serious question. <laughs> do, do you want to get married, though, Sajo? I do. I do. I think that I, on a daily basis, I'm attracted to a lot of people. I think that it's natural. I'm, I've seen slim women, big women. And I think that we have really beautiful people in Africa. But I think that there are people you meet, you hit it off with them. Your ideology sings, the way you communicate moves. At times it feels even right. That's how I want to put it. And and you get the same vibes from the other person. Mm. So I don't want to put it in a box. Like this is it. I can give you my description of my ideal woman, like stature-wise and everything. But not necessarily will I drift towards that because at times I meet someone and and I'm really attracted to maybe the person's intelligence or the way we communicate. But one of the things I find myself getting gone to is that I think that everyone should have some form of focus and vision. It's important for the woman to also know where she wants to be five years down the line. I think that if you have a woman like that, you the man, it forces you to also look far. So I, I think that for me, intelligence and the woman should have something that drives her here. Some, something, yes, something that drives her. If you're a woman like that, it's easy for me to say that, yeah. This is my kind of ideal woman. That's good. I was listening to this other pastor talk about some people have a list <laughs> of who list. they are looking for. <laughs> I was just reading his book a couple of days ago and he was like, some people have this list of who they are looking for. And there was this girl that came to him and was telling him about her list. And he has to be this and he has to be that. And he said he had to compose himself because it was like, what? <laughs> And he was like, anyone that she went out with meets criteria, she was like, no, this is not the person. <laughs> so the pastor ah. had to preach my thought. He was like, you need to rip the list, like tear that list. Yes, you should have a standard. Yes, you should have like things that you go by, you know, your principles and things that you stand for. But don't have a list like, oh, he has to have $1 million in his account. Oh, he has to be this kind of person or working in this area. Or he has to do this. Or he has to have a six pack or something, you know, and that person <laughs> doesn't meet any of that criteria. I remember my sure. London parents saying, don't be looking for that person in your list until you let a good person go i mean you keep looking and looking and looking and then a good person will pass you by because they don't meet your criteria yeah but rip the list (laughs) i think it's a very important point a lot of people should know personally i didn't know people like that exist till i met one myself oh oh, yes and 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 i was i was actually totally surprised that you just saw the pictures and no i can't date this woman How do you come to that conclusion? You understand? So outright, with just a look of the woman's picture, mm-hmm. you've concluded that that person can be, you understand? So wow, it means that yeah, the person has a certain idea of who he wants to be. I won't say it's unacceptable, but I think that you should actually look at it. Yeah. Rip the list, people. Rip that list. So... <laughs> <laughs> list, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> crazy (laughs) are you guys prepared to be husbands though even though you're looking for someone i mean looking for whatever in another woman are you guys prepared to be husbands because sometimes we might be like oh we want this kind of person or this is a woman that we want or this is what we're looking for in this person but then as men you are not prepared to meet you know so are you guys prepared and this is why i'll leave it to you (laughs) Ah. 
<laughs> he's living it with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, personally, I am prepared. I'm prepared to be a husband and a great father. This is something I've always looked forward to. And God willing, I hope I get to that place very soon. Because like I said, I've also given myself a timeline. And so I'm really working seriously towards that timeline. And not desperately, but I'm working and trusting God to for me to get to that timeline so that by the time I get there, some of these things will have been in place. But I want to be a very, very good husband and a great father. Yeah, that will have time for his kids. Because I know growing up, really, I mean, my parents, they did so well, but then we really didn't really bond with them, you know. So I want to be there for my kids. I want them to feel me like from the very beginning till when God says, you know what, come to heaven and work as a descendant or as an archangel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm also working on myself. So I've seen a lot of good examples. Mm. I can mention a lot of people. My dad, very great examples of ideal fathers. Nobody has it all right, but I think that I'm trying to emulate their footsteps. And I think that we're on course. We can't totally say that we're 100% there, but I'm also um, supposing Andy, that we'll get to a point where totally we can support the woman who we want to be with us, support the children that God blesses us with and make too many mistakes. So I think it's all in the learning process. That's, that's what I also see. I guess from what we've just talked about, it's like both parties need to be prepared. Like you need to both work on yourself. It's not just sit down there and just be waited, you know, for the time and just be like, oh, now I'm ready. And then you just get married. But both have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Marriage is work. It's a whole lot of work. So you have to be prepared mentally, physically, financially, however ready you need to be. You need to be ready so that when you get there, you guys are working and coming communicating as well is he let me chip in a quick thing as i was i have have friends at work who are married and all of them keep complaining about how they never get enough sleep (laughs) (laughs) yes yes (laughs) they are married yeah they are all married and amazes me how they all complain about the fact that they never get enough sleep i think that um, why I think with the kids and all that, so there's always some form of distraction. So I, I think that the guys too, we are preparing. We are preparing for that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And you see, also to chip in, around me, I've got some older friends as well. And I've got some who are my peers who are also married. And they keep telling me, boy, it's a scam. Like, it looks beautiful on the outside. But once you're inside <laughs> the house, Andy, it's hell. <laughs> So all that, you know, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, hmm, do I really want to go to this? Like, it's nice from the outside. Trust me, it's really nice. But if I tell you right now, we are fighting, you will not believe it. But then they will be here and their wife will come, hey, you want this thing? You want that? Do you want this? So we are at this party, you know, they are, you know, she's acting all loving. And he's like, bro, when I go home, she's going to deal with me seriously. Like, you I know, know this. But I mean, it's like that. It's in, like, I think Papa just said something like that. It does not seem like everything is all right. But I mean, we will try and we endure some of these things. And that's what life is all about. Yeah. Everything cannot be rose. Even as a family, you know, sometimes you're fighting with your siblings here and there. Sometimes mom and dad are told, you know, mm-hmm. and told, you know, exchange of words here and there. I mean, that's what happens. But the way these people keep warning me, like, Andy, if you, if you want to say, I mean, I, I, I'm, I envy you right now. I envy you, like, you know, like you get to sleep, wake up anytime you want to, you feel like waking up, you don't have to take any any wife to the job, you don't need to answer to someone every hour or you no, know, every two hours, why are you late, where are you, who are you with? We are not here to scare people. Home. <laughs> we are not here to scare anyone from getting married, so do you, please? Oh, yes. <laughs> 
Do you? I mean, do you? I mean, this is the fun part of it. And there are others out there. For some of my friends, they are doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. They are doing an amazing job. I mean, I, my younger brother is one of those people. He's doing an amazing job. Sometimes you consider he's really tired, mm-hmm. but it's like you know what? I think I enjoy doing these things. So it's uh, like that. Life is like that. You've got to be able to learn to balance these two. These two, and you'll be fine. I am not looking forward to the sleep bit, though. I love to get my sleep. So if the, if the baby is going. And then I might probably move to Soweto and stay there. <laughs> You're not serious. And this is someone that wants to be a great father. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could do Zoom calls with my baby. Hey, Junior, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Annoying. Annoying. You can't be crying all the time. <laughs> I was just speaking yeah. to my London parents um, a few days ago, and they're like, I was telling them how I have never, because I'm inviting them on the podcast too, and I was telling them how uh-huh. I've never seen them argue. Like, I lived with them for a year, and I never saw them argue. If they have an issue, they saw it there right there and then. And the next minute, they're talking to each other. I'm like, you guys just had a disagreement. And See? I've come to realize, because I listen to a lot of these talks and messages, and I realized another couple talk about how it's been a long time they had an argument. They don't argue. Is it argue? They don't fight, but they disagree to agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to put that word again. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like yeah. we are going to argue to fight and not talk to each other, but we disagree to agree. And then we continue. It's not like, oh, I'm not sleeping here today. Oh, you take care of the kids. Oh, I'm going to go to my parents' house. No, mm-hmm. not. They have matured arguments where it doesn't leave them broken or anything. Like Joyce, I am not going to argue with my wife and sleep on the couch. I mean, the bed is so comfortable. We are going to solve that problem right there and then, and we are both sleeping on that bed. I right. am not sleeping on the couch for anyone. No one. <laughs> what no if she gets up and goes? What if she gets up and goes to another room? I'll, pull, I'll drag her back to the room. What? <laughs> I will not sleep alone. Neither will I go and sleep on the couch. So we should decide to solve this problem right now. If it's going to take us from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m., we will talk about it, but we are all sleeping on that bed happy. <laughs> And I want to cuddle you when I'm sleeping. So make up your mind, woman. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's so... Even with my parents, I've never seen them argue. I've seen them have... I've, I know when they have issues, but I've never seen them argue, which it surprises me, like, you know. But then you hear of people like, oh, we're we not talking, da-da-da-da-da. And uh-huh. I think people need to come to that point. And I was saying this at church one day. We're having a family. Normally, every last Sunday at church, we have a fam. It's not like preaching. It's like a family gathering where we talk about family and everything. We're talking about relationships. And I'm telling them that marriage is an institution, right? And for every institution yeah. in life, whether it's a school, a company, a business, there's always like a monthly plan, yearly plan, weekly plan. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's how mm-hmm. marriage should be. Like, you guys need to come together and talk about stuff. Like, plan. Okay, where do we want to see this family go in the next five years? Where do we want to see this family be in the next year? What do you want to yeah. do? And every week or two or things that you want to talk about, meet and talk about it and plan your life. You don't just get married and sit, just be waiting. So that means you've made progress. <laughs> You're talking to people who are single, who are look, highly looking forward to getting married. So right. We, we've made progress. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we need to sit and always plan and talk about stuff and see what do we want to do? Where do I want our children to go? But not just sit and it's not just, oh, the wedding day and that's it. You guys need to plan like how you want your life to be, what you want to do with your life. And even when you have issues, talk about it. My London parents, I was telling them, I used to work with my London mom. She helped me get a job at where she used to work. And I was in the same place as she was working. She was the manager. Every single time this woman was on a call, it was with her husband. And I'm like, yo, you guys just left the house together. 
you guys live in the same house together. Mm-hmm. When you guys get home, you can talk about everything, but it's like every single time, two, four, seven, they were on the phone. And I was like, it was just weird to me. Wow. And but it's what so they important. About? They talk about yeah, everything. what are they talking about? No, so they are talking about stuff. Okay. So if something comes up to her mind, she just calls and be like, Oh, this came to mind, or I've been taking care of this bill, or I've taken care of that bill. Like they're constantly talking. Even when the husband traveled, I was there when the husband traveled to US and they were on the phone the whole time. This love is so wow. deep. Like they communicate, wow. like everything. So it's you can wake Auntie Dinah up today. Ask her where her husband is. She knows where the husband is. You can call Uncle John today and ask her where Auntie Dinah is and he knows where the wife is. Like, they literally talk. And my auntie hasn't... She's... How old is she? She must be in her late 40s. She's not driving, Mm -hmm. but she is the eyes when her husband is driving. (laughs) Like, literally. (laughs) Uncle will be driving and auntie will be like, oh, John, can't you see it's a green... It's green or the light is red. And I'm like, he's driving. How come you are the one telling him what to do? Like, <laughs> that is the communication that we're talking about. Like, constant communication where they are not tired of. It's like, it's not boring with them. And they're so fun to be with. Every youth person in that church wants to have a relationship like theirs. Like, we've all had that desire. And it's so mm-hmm. fun to see them like that. It's just communication. So that's what we're talking about. Like, communicate, communicate, communicate. Whether you're single, whether you're married, communication is very key. So what advice have you got for people that are living a single life? You know, what advice have you got for them? <laughs> Okay. First and foremost, I'll say it's very addictive. Don't get too addicted to it. Oh, yes. But marriage is not for everybody, though. That is very true. I am not denying that. But then the advice I want to give out to people, young people especially out there, it is very addictive. But... If you think that one day you want to really have a family, you want to have, you want to get into a relationship, get married at some point, then, you know, go out, you know, I mean, pray about it. Go out, try to meet people who, you know, you might be compatible with and then take it like that. And if someone rejects you, it does not mean that you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. It just means the person was not, it's just not for you. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Learn to live with it. Don't let society pressure you into giving you a timeline. They say, oh, at this age, you need to do this. Or you need to have a girlfriend by now. You need to do that. It's the same society that will tell you, get married, get married, get married. You go and loan money and you get married. Mm. And then before, after two months, you go back to your uncle or your auntie. You tell them, oh, things are not really going fine. I want you to loan me this amount of money. They tell you they don't have it. And once you leave, they tell you, oh, look at him. He was one that just got married. When he knew he had no money, why right. did he go and get married? Society yeah. will pressure you. But don't let society pressure you to do anything you are not ready for. Once you are ready for it, jump into it. Enjoy. Just have fun with it. If it's a serious relationship, make sure you keep it serious. And stop using people. People should stop using people. Because these are some of the reasons why you would damage someone's heart and someone's mind about ever getting into a relationship. Once you want to be with someone, be with them for who they are and be sincere about this. And if at some point you think it's not working, let them know. Don't go around cheating on them and making them feel like they're worthless because they're not. At some point, this is someone I gave you all their time. Yeah. So people need to really pay close attention to all these things. But apart from that, it is very addictive. I'm saying this again. It is very addictive. Like you can be single. Once you get used to it, nothing bothers you. There's sometimes you don't even go out trying to be with someone. Like you're okay. 
But if you're someone that wants to have a family at some point, then at some point too, you have to learn to let go, you know, and then try to meet other people, talk to them about it, you know, get advice for people that you admire. Someone like, you know, like just USA, you've got your London parents, you know, you, you could talk to them about certain things and, you know, they can give you advice. Yeah. And to me, I guess that is just the advice I have. That's about it. That's good. Pajo. I agree with Andy when he says that you should be ready before you enter into any relationship. Make sure that you are ready. The second thing is that I just want to draw the attention of people in relationships that, especially in Africa, your family plays a huge role. So when you are forming new relationships, don't leave them out. Try and incorporate them into it. It helps. It gives you a good perspective as to whether this is a good relationship or not. When the two of you are doing your own thing, it can work, but your vision is narrow or your perspective is narrow. But when people, other people come in, not everybody needs to come in, but when other people know that the two of you are dating, it helps you weigh the kind of person you are, you are dating. Then the last thing I also want to say is that if you are consistently doing something and you keep getting the same results, it's time you change what it is that you are doing. Mm. It means that you have to change the way or your approach to what you are doing. Maybe you keep attracting a similar kind of people. Talk to other people about it. If that is the case, then you should find out what you can change to attract a new breed of people. If you are deep set in a single life and maybe guys can't approach you. So that's what I'm talking about patterns. Maybe, for example, you are a working lady or you are a working class. Monday to Friday, you work dedicated, focused. What is it that you can do to attract a new breed of people? Or why is it that you are getting consistent breakups or heartbreaks? So I think that single guys and ladies should watch that out when these patterns keep re repeating themselves. Yeah, you're right. And I like the part that you said we should involve the family, your parents, because it really helps. <laughs> it's just hard in some African homes because it's like you're going to tell your, your dad that you're dating somebody. He's like, what? <laughs> I feel like when I am a mother... I would want to involve my kids. Like I want to be in there to know everything about them. And so I want to have their friends come over. So I know the kind of friends they are going out with and who they are hanging out with and them to be able to be bold to tell me who they feel like they have a crush on or who they feel like they are going out with or they want to go out with so that you know them. That way it's easier when they are older and have relationships, then they can bring it to the family and say, hey, dad, mom, this is the person I'm thinking of getting married to. And before then, the parents already know that person and they can say yes or no. But, you know, when you're in that African setting where the parents is like, oh, you can't date this person. Oh, you can't have any boyfriend at this point. <laughs> like, then when you start dating anyone, you can't even bring the person to your parents. Like, I remember when I had to introduce a boyfriend to my dad, I had to write a letter to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I had to write a letter to my dad because I'm like, nah. And I don't know whether my dad read that letter to this day. I don't know whether my dad... Because he, he didn't come back and tell me anything. So, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we need to have, as we grow older and eventually, or whoever is out there as parents, I think we need to come to a point where you're able to talk to your kids and let them be able to be open up to tell you anything, you know, so that 
you are involved in their life support. Because if you are not involved, it's going to be so hard for them to come to you and tell you that they are in a relationship. But yes, we want our families to be involved. We don't want our parents to be involved. And so the second segment of the podcast, I highlight a barrier breaker. And this person is Kendall Decker. He was a barrier breaker of the month of May 2020. And he's a coach. He coaches young kids, a football coach, basically. And he trains them. They go on tournaments here and there. And his story is amazing because he was in the account finance world. You know, he was an accountant for a company and he wanted to transition to start his own business. And he, he loves football. He loves sports. Football is one of the main things. I mean, I'm in their, in their home right now. And whenever it's football time, it's like you can't even see him anywhere. <laughs> He's so focused on his ball. <laughs> right. And, you know, you see that dedication when it comes to his work and all he, I mean, he's been doing. But 2020 happened. And, you know, he's been doing this business for like, I think, four, four years or so. And now 2020 happened and you have to like put certain things on hold. Finance is not coming. You have a wife that is working. You have a, you just had a baby that turned one year, six months ago, which was like, you know, during the peak of the pandemic and no job. Here you are striving to make ends meet. And my question for you guys is if you were in that position, how would you feel and what would you do? Pajo. <laughs> I like the way you guys keep throwing each other out there. <laughs> Be like, let this person answer first. Why I think about my answer? <laughs> I do go ahead. He said, oh. I think that still, though the pandemic has hit and a lot of people have been affected, I think there's still some opportunity that is worth looking at. For a man, it's about going outside trying to meet new people. If there's something that personally I can do, for example, I don't like selling, but if it comes to us and I need to do a makeshift kitchen and try to sell something to make ends meet, I think that is something that I can look at just to survive. But I think that once you are also married, that's why the two of you are there. Right. When the two of you talk about it, my prayer is that whoever I end up staying with is, is a supportive person who can say, okay, let's do this. Then two of you can come on board. Let me give you an example. ICGC organizes a sort of like a yearly conference. And I think when they do it, they get a lot of people coming to those places. And I was amazed when I went one evening to an ICGC program and I saw a very handsome young man with a wife. The man was frying bofut and the wife was sitting by him. And I was amazed because the number of bofuts they will sell just at night. Hmm. They, they've not been employed by anybody. But I think that if the two of you come together and the two of you think about what to do, you are stronger and you can do something. Unless you, um, the man is not is a lazy person, but once you want to support your family, I think the world will also open avenues for you to do so. My answer will be put all the ideas on board. Let's kickstart something new. Let's see whether it will work. If it works, please be to God. Maybe even if it doesn't work through it, an opportunity will be opened. Yeah. So I appreciate the kind of person he is. And I don't wish anybody to go through that. But I think that when you get to that river, don't give up on life. Mm. Find a new idea. Talk to new people. See whether something else will come up and try and move ahead. Does it? It can actually be frustrating. That's a fact. But I think that every new day may present new ideas for you. That's really good. I like what you said. Don't give up. Because <laughs> sometimes it can be so hard. 
you guys are there together to make it. So don't give up on each other and work it out. Andy, what of you? Yeah, basically what I was going to say was Paj has really said a lot about that. But mm-hmm. then just to add, it will just be not to give up. And in as much as um, before football, he had something to do with accounting. Maybe mm-hmm. he can try other avenues with regards to accounting. Just in the meantime, you know, mm-hmm. you know I mean, to help with the bills, et cetera, et cetera. Even though, I mean, the wife is still working, it's fine. And, you know, sometimes as a guy, you feel some type of way to say, oh, yeah. man, I was doing this and that and that. I was also going out to work, you know, come back and we're both doing this. Mm-hmm. Now she's the only one, you know, going out there to stand and I'm still here searching for a job. I mean, that shouldn't really get to you. It could have happened yeah. to her. It could have happened to you and God decided that it will happen to you so I mean just take it in good faith but still that does not mean you need to sit down and just fold your arms right. you understand just go still you know you go online check for other jobs so you can do jobs nearby I mean yeah I guess if you live in America this is a land of what opportunity in as much as there's a pandemic right now but I'm sure there's something it might not pay the exact same thing your previous job was giving you but yeah. I mean you'll be just glad to know that oh for example if you were making $20 an hour you make you find jobs that will pay you maybe a five dollar an hour or so mm-hmm. and then i mean it might seem bad but then at least you're getting something and that will still keep you going until you're able to stand again and when everything goes back to normal and you can just still get your job and then work ahead but also you should not give up on it when it comes to praying as well just keep praying to god that you know like any bad thing that's trying to settle in your mind with regards to this situation god should just quickly move it away otherwise a lot of young people tend to get depressed and this yeah. is the time that you need to be this is the time you need to stay stronger for yourself and for your family so i'm just really praying for him and i'm wishing him very well and then just hoping that he gets something to do as soon as possible yeah but i was asking what would you do <laughs> what i would do well yeah. the, the same advice i give him i'll pray and i'll just find something else to do on the side i mean yeah. back in gambia here is still technically the same thing because most of the things i do here depends on people gathering Mm-hmm. Like entertainment shows here and there. And for a very long time now, we've not had that. So it's been like a really rough patch for me. I kept some of these things to myself. But at some point, you know, I was able to open up to one or two people. And I got advice. I got some help here and there. And right now, sometimes, I mean, you have, excuse me, this word always gets me crazy. Specific rates for, let's say, for example, advertising here and there. But you realize people are not still paying that same way. They've put the rates so down there. Yeah. And sometimes you wish to say, oh, I don't want to charge this i don't want them to pay me this amount but then you need it to pay certain bills so yeah all of you say will help that i mean it does you don't look down on anything so mm-hmm. yeah i just appreciate the little that we have so technically to is i'm in the same situation with him but what i'm doing is i'm still praying about it i'm still pushing you know and talking to the right people to help you know they give yeah. you advice you know what you're up to and stuff if you keep it alone you'll be depressed because at some point i can tell you i was depressed but right. thanks be to god for good friends good people in my life I mean, I'm coming back. This is me on this podcast today, talking, laughing. I mean, <laughs> I didn't get that for a very long time. I didn't get that for a very long time. So this yeah. is something I would have done. And, you know, people might, I may not go to church every Sunday or special Sunday at all, but I pray. I believe in prayer. It's something that I know I believe in. I really, really, really do believe in prayer. Yeah. So, I mean, you should continue praying. And I know, I mean, it has happened like this. 
I mean, God shouldn't be make it worse. God shouldn't make it worse. Like it should get better from that place. I mean, at some point to me, I gave thanks knowing that, oh, because this happened to me, I was able to talk to certain people. I was able to look back, you know, take a little break, look back and say, hey, I'm really grateful. Like I am really grateful. God brought me this far. And I talked to other people around and they're also saying, oh man, it's not good at all. This is what is happening to me. So, you know, we call each other, we share our stories and we try to uplift each other. That's the best we can do. So from my personal point of view, this is something I would have done and that is what I am doing right now. So yeah, and it really works. Yeah, I mean, there are bills to pay. So when you know you have bills to pay, like you literally go look for a job and no matter what rate is being given to you, you just take it because you know that it's just temporary. That's very good. Exactly. I mean, there are some things you do charge, maybe to do, you were charging maybe $5,000 is for, and now they're telling you, oh, we can only give you a thousand. They know they can pay the 5000 They know you need it. So you just send a thousand. And you're looking at them like, really? But you said, you know what, let's just do it. It's fine. Because yeah. you have bills to pay. You've got to buy maybe cash power. You need to buy maybe some meds, some fruit here and there, some food on the table. So you need to, one must live or one must survive. <laughs> one must survive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Any issue that comes up or any problems you face, whether single, whether married, just make sure that um, you're able to work your way through. And I mean, that's how life is. It's just like a roller coaster. We just have to go through. And then uh-huh. at the end of the day, you come out of victorious. So yeah. we go on to the third segment, which is an LTT topic. But let's talk Tuesday, which I took a break of it because of the podcast. And this is oh. a question that I asked that had a lot of comments, but I want to bring it back here So for every LTT, I do a video on it after the discussion. And then people that were not there to read comments or comment during that time will get to see the video and listen and learn more. So I didn't do a video for this. So Mm -hmm. here we go. I'm going to ask a question here. On a first date, (laughs) who should pay the bill and why? And during courtship, when should people start splitting the bill? (laughs) Andy, you go. Did you say Andy? (laughs) (laughs) For me, I don't think I have ever done that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever split. I always make sure I take care of the bills. Then again, too, I dated a girl. She's from, she was from Nigeria. And then she wouldn't even allow me to get bills. She was like, oh, you took care of, it, of the taxi that brought us here and stuff. I'll take care of the food. She was this person that wanted to do that. But then anytime she paid, I felt like, uh, and you know, in Africa, especially West Africa, we've made it so normal that once you're sitting at a table with a girl, and it's time for them to bring their bill. They, they always take the, the, the thing to the guy. They always take it to the girl. They always take it to the guy. They say, um, so, you know, in Gambia, bill bang in it. The bill is here. Yeah. And they just kind of go over to the guy. So she'll feel offended. Like, why are you giving it to him? I'm also here. You know, I said, no, no, this is how it is over here. But then, yeah, usually I pay for it. Even during courtship, I pay for it. Now, that's a tricky part. Yeah, sometimes, you know, that definitely things are not really, you know, too strong and stuff like that. So you say, okay, you know what? We're going to eat out. You take care of this and I'll take care of the drinks. Or you take care of the drinks, I'll take care of the food. And mm-hmm. most girls are really excited to do that. You realize that because you see the look on their face, they're like really excited. So they're like, oh, he's giving me a chance to you know, be responsible as well. But I mean, most of the time, and I can say all the relationships I've been in, usually I pay for it. Whether I'm in a relationship or I'm courting, I still pay for it, no matter what. If I know I don't have the money, I don't go there. <laughs> if I know I have a very tight budget, I go to a budget whereby I can cut my clothes according to my size and I stay there. I wouldn't go to a place where they'll give me the bill and I'll start looking for air to swallow. No, nope, that's about it. You will wash the dishes. <laughs> 
we wash dishes. So there's, you know, guys, we always have these tricks. We, we, we can always say, oh, you know what? Let's just get takeaway and then we come home and watch a movie. Girls really love these things. And yeah, that's for me on a really bad day. We just get takeaway, something reasonable. I mean, we can both enjoy it. We come back to the house and we, we're watching a movie together. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they don't insist, no, let's just go out, let's just go out. We're like, no, I'm tired. You know, they, yeah, it happens. But it's, I think it's all got to do with ego and the male ego. Because usually we were not brought up th- that way. Our parents will always tell you, you know what, once you're going out with a girl, you need to take care of this thing. It's a must. You take care. <laughs> the man is the, the head of the family. The person does this. But then I think that is also changing now. A lot of girls now will go and, you know, they'll just say, you know what, I, I want to pay I want to pay for this. And the guy will be like, all right, cool. It's fine. Yeah. And someone will also be very angry. Why are you paying for it? Why? Why? I want to pay for it. <laughs> it happens. Oh, and then there are the sweet girls too. There are some other girls too. They're really sweet. You know what they do? They can tell hmm, that mm-hmm. you don't have money or what they ate that time. They know that your budget, because you know you guys talk and they're observing you. They know that mm, this time of the, of the month, your budget is not too good. What they do is when the bill comes, you see under the table, they actually throw uh, something and, they, and then they put it in your hand. That's, yes, they put it in your, and they put it in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, actually, the, the waitress will give you the bill. <laughs> so they just go on that. They tap your leg because you're pretty sticking out there and they'll just put the thing there and you collect it. And then, you know, you add to it and then you pay for it. I mean, outside you can kiss and say, thank you. You know, I mean, that's a good relationship. Yeah. But I don't ever see that as an insult to say, oh, yeah, people oh, shouldn't. She's belittling me. Yeah, you're belittling me. No, you're not. I think I've seen a place where the lady gave the card to the guy before they entered wherever they're going and say, use my card because I know. Yeah. So when it comes to bill payment, until and unless, because sometimes when you print the receipt, the name of the person will be there. Then that's when uh-huh. you know that if you look at the name, then they'll know that it's the lady. Uh-huh. But if they don't look at it, they will uh-huh. never know who the card actually is for. So, I mean, it's nice when ladies do that, you know, and um, it's nice to take care of the bills, right, a guy. But when you know that the guy is struggling, let me not even continue. Pajo, what do you <laughs> what do you say? I think that it's a manly thing to pay the bill on the first date. But question also is, is it everybody who can pay the bill? <laughs> That's true. If you can't pay the bill, then don't go out. <laughs> I mean, don't go out with the person, I guess. Like, oh, don't go but, out to a restaurant. Yeah, you can go out, but not necessarily spend. So there are many ways to go out, but... If you are going out with the idea to spend, then you should be prepared for it. Right. And it will be good if the person you are going out with knows the kind of person who you are. Yeah. It makes things easier because the person knows that, well, this somebody is not coming from a very good financial status or so financial background. So maybe I can take the bill or I can afford the bill. But I think that generally is a manly thing. I don't think that I will be happy if I go out and a lady decides to pay the bill. That's me. Mm. But if she makes an effort to compliment me, it speaks volumes to me of the kind of lady she is. Right. Because it means that she's not taking it for granted you are spending on her and she wants to make an effort. But I think in today's age, I think the women are A-game crowd than the men crowd. They have the catch more than the men crowd. So if I, if I get a, a sugar mommy who is who has plenty money, <laughs> Andy, and she wants to plenty now, money. That one, I look like an orphan at the table. No, 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 no,
Eh, eh, spoil me, baby me. <laughs> I mean, you're right. If you can't, you don't have to go out and spend. But if you're going to spend, be prepared. So, I mean, when do you start splitting the bill, Bajo? If you are courting this person and say, okay, this is relationship leading to marriage, when do you guys start splitting the bill? Okay, you said relationship leading to marriage. Yeah. We've come to that consensus. Mm-hmm. Well, then at that point, the two of you should be willing to put... Um, resources together that's what i believe well for me it will be an issue if at that point we go out unless i want to put the bill totally and mm-hmm. i feel that totally unnecessary for you to mm-hmm. kick in but i think that it would be nice if the two of you decide to put okay. resources together and yeah that's good <laughs> most of the comments on instagram <laughs> were like the man has to pay the man has to pay <laughs> What did this person say? She said, always the man. We ain't feeling nothing for at least a year. The way you start a relationship is how you end it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the ladies, some of the ladies are afraid because the person can take advantage of you. So this is why the person will say, we are going to do this a year. If I see that this guy is constantly and and is consistent in always paying the bill, then, you know, at some point I'm going to be like, you know, why not? Let me just chip in here and there. But if after two dates and then you are like, oh, let's split the bill. <laughs> the lady is definitely going to look at you like this person is weird. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> They'll discuss you in their group chat with their friends. Right? They'll just be like, oh, this guy. <laughs> They will just send your picture there and they'll be like, let's discuss. <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait to tell you what happened. We went on this date and this is what this guy did. Let's see. You guys what did. do you guys think? You know, let's ladies. <laughs> they will roast you there. And then you see them the following day and they'll be like, hey, Joe, how are you? <laughs> they'll be laughing with you and at, the one out. And at you. Hey, thank you. That's the thing. Any final words you guys have for leaving um, single, for being single? Enjoy life. You only live once. Have some fun. Meet new friends. Don't let one person tie you down. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let one person tie you down. What do you mean by don't let one person (laughs) tie you down? Are you supposed to have like more? (laughs) I'm shocked right now. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that. um, Make new friends. The fact that you are dating somebody does not mean that the person is the only person in the world. So make new friends, make an effort to go out and have some fun. That's basically it. Yeah, for me, I'd say being single is a choice. Yes, it's a choice. Don't let society determine your, your, your disturb you with their timelines. Mm. Being single is a choice. Society will always be there. Society will always have something to say, but you do what's best for you. Do you. What makes you happy? What will make you sleep at night? Do that. Only when you are happy, personally, that's when you can make someone else happy as well. And I mean, you can share that happiness with that person. But if you're not and you're not ready, don't jump into it. I said it earlier, it is addictive, but try your best to be with someone. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I get you guys' points, you know, with making friends as well, because it's, sometimes you just get stuck to one person and you're like, this is my whole world. But then there's a whole different world out there. And if you go out and make friends and try to get things, activities that you guys can be going to, you might go with that person, you might go alone, but it helps you explore and helps you know yourself the more. Even as a single person, go out. The only way to be in a relationship to go out, go out, have fun, chill, Pay the bills for yourself. <laughs> know what you like in a restaurant. 
know, whether a single guy or a single lady, take yourself out. Don't wait till a man to come and carry you out or, you know, whatever. Just mm-hmm. do, like Andy was saying, do you and be happy. Being single is addictive, but yeah, just do you. This brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you guys uh, for having been here. It's amazing. We had a wonderful chat. I really, really appreciate you for taking time out to do this. I know it's a little late out there, but super grateful. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's snowing here. Jeez. <laughs> snowing in Gambia really? right now. We can't wait to see that. <laughs> no cameras, please. <laughs> it was really nice talking to you all. Uh, Joe, it was really nice talking to you, man. Hope we get to link up soon, yeah? Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa.